Welcome to Cat Steele's Books Daily Tarot Reading, a metaphysical podcast for the spiritually curious. My name is Ellis Barrowman. I am a writer, a tarot reader, and, like you, a spiritually curious individual, continuously growing my knowledge and awareness. We are all works in progress. There is no cookie-cutter, one-size-fits-all spiritual journey. Create your own path and let your soul guide you where you need to be. It is Thursday, September 29th, 2022. The sun is in Libra, the moon is in Scorpio, and there are still six planets in retrograde, including Mercury, which will correct its path and start moving in a forward motion on October 2nd. The other night, I was watching an 80s classic, Peggy Sue Got Married. I've seen this movie several dozen times and was thrilled to find it. I haven't seen it in years. So consider this a spoiler alert. As I watched the movie, I couldn't help but wonder if fate has a hand in everything. Why do we have free will? And better yet... Do we have free will if fate has a hand in everything? And for those of you who are not familiar with the movie, Peggy Sue is a middle-aged woman who recently separated from her high school sweetheart. While at her 25-year reunion, she passes out, and when she wakes up, she finds herself back in her senior year of high school. Knowing how her life will unfold and the issues she and Charlie, that's her high school sweetheart, will be facing, she spends most of the movie pushing him away, trying to change her future, only to find out that this is how it's supposed to be all along. Fate had written that Peggy Sue gets married. Even though she had free will, she broke up with Charlie, dated somebody else, and was determined not to get married. It was all designed for her. Her destiny, if you will. In Greek mythology, the fates are divine beings who personify the birth, life, and death of humankind. According to the ancient Greeks, the actions of humans are predestined. Humans have free will, but the fates knew the ultimate choices and actions of each person. Clotho spins the thread, which gives us life. Lachlius draws out the thread which we take on our journey through life, and Atropos cuts our thread when our time on earth is through. And I realize that this is not a new discussion. It has been a hot topic of debate among philosophers, playwrights, and psychologists for a couple of millennia now. Ever since the first retelling of the Greek tragedy Oedipus, a king who unknowingly killed his father and married his mother, thus fulfilling the prophecy of the oracle, even though Oedipus went to great lengths to make sure that this prophecy didn't come true. Even the cutting out of his eyes at the end of the play, I'm sorry again, spoilers, I should have said that beforehand, spoiler alert, even when he cut his eyes out at the end of the play, he claims he has free will, but that was part of the prophecy. So really, did he just fulfill the prophecy or did he have free will for cutting out his eyes? I don't know. And I'm sorry if that grosses you out. 
This debate ranks right up there with nature versus nurture in our psychological development. But how many of us really think about it? How many of us really take the time to ponder what it actually means to have free will if life is determined for us before we are even born? The question of free will is essentially a question of agency. Who's in charge is how we go through our lives making all sorts of choices. Sense of agency refers to the feeling of control over actions and their consequences. In essence, fate brings us opportunities. Free will gives us the option of pursuing those opportunities. And we can't sit around waiting for fate to drop things in our lap. We actually have to go do something to move our destiny along, right? I mean, if we did just sit around waiting for life to begin, we'd be waiting a long time, I'd suppose. Whether we are pawns on a chessboard or queens, life is really what we make of it. So we probably should make it to our specifications. Today I drew the Knight of Cups, the Wheel of Fortune, the King of Swords, and the Hanged Man. And, as always, this is a collective intuitive reading, so take what resonates and leave what doesn't. The Knight of Goblets is full of love, respect, and romantic gestures. Whether you are in a romantic relationship or not, this card is a reminder that we must cherish those in our inner circle. We should let them know how much they mean to us through words and deeds. Take those closest to you out on a, and I'm using air quotes here, date. It doesn't have to be a romantic date. You can take your kids out on a date. You can take your bestie out on a date. Take those closest to you out on a quote-unquote date. One where your creative muscles can be flexed. The Wheel of Fortune is in continuous motion, spinning around and around. While it shows us that life is as random as the spinning of a wheel, fate does have a hand in where we're supposed to be. Take a look at your life. Separate the things that you are in control of and the aspects that you are not in control of and reshift your focus to where it needs to be. The King of Swords plays the long game. A good chess player can look ahead and plan the game several moves in advance. They anticipate the obstacles and plan for the win. This is what you need to do. Look at the goal, prepare your strategy, anticipate the obstacles, and plan for success. The Hanged Man is in limbo, but makes the most of their time while there. Create a space for yourself in your head and in your life. Meditate, go for a walk, rake a sand garden, or color in a coloring book. Take a moment out of your day, each day, to find your zen. If you like what I have to say, have a question, or just want to say, hey! Head on over to my site, catsdlsbooks.com, that's C-A-T-S-T-I, 
elsbooks.com. And on that note, have a bountiful Thursday. Take a moment to breathe in the changing of the season. Marvel at the magic of nature. And I will talk to you all again tomorrow.